This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Aubameyang stripped of the Arsenal captaincy, a Champions League round of 16 tie with January transfer window implications and a succession-esque meeting between Barcelona's president and arguably the most powerful player agent in world soccer. I've got lots of questions and Fabrizio Romano is here to provide some answers. Gigolasso begins right now. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being part of the family. YouTube.com forward slash Kegolasso. Please subscribe and spread the word. Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. Spotify and anywhere else you listen to your pods. We're also on CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. Fabrizio Romano joins the show. Fab, I am wearing Inter Milan Ronaldo <laughs> Phenomeno just for you. How are you? I love I love Ronaldo in particular. I'm fine. I'm fine, my friend. I'm great. And really looking forward to this football and transfers week because January is coming. January is coming. Just like in Game of Thrones, winter is coming. January <laughs> is coming. And here we are. So Fab, there's lots to discuss. But first, let's get everybody into the latest news. Uh, let's begin with MLS. MLS obviously wrapped up. NYCFC champions for the first time in their history. Um, anything regarding MLS? Has it gone quiet? Uh, are things uh, circulating specifically, I guess, with the big names, right? Tati Castellanos, uh, Pepe. What do you have for me? Yes, for Tati Castellanos, we have this link around about West Ham. I'm working on it to see what are the reactions at the moment. It's still a bit quiet on this side. So let's see if I will have some breaking news or some update that will be ready to tell you. But at the moment, uh, we know that West Ham are not super fast with transfers. They always work like this. So it's always a long process. They always involve David Moyes in every decision. So this is why it's going to take some some time to have a final a final answer. And then Ricardo Pepe, after spending like three months, I still remember it was like September, October and November, we had many and many different rumors from many and many different countries. And it's true that we had a lot of interest for this boy because, for example, Ajax are super interested, Wolfsburg in Bundesliga, Italian clubs, as I always mentioned, they were thinking to do something similar as they did for Brian Reynolds. So top clubs joined by another Italian smaller clubs to have a negotiation and then sign Pepe together. But at the moment, as I say, the situation is going a bit quiet also because it's positive for the guy. So what they decided around him is to change a bit the approach. Uh, and so to have this this kind of situation right now, everything is more relaxed. Also to respect Dallas, because many clubs in Europe were thinking to sign Pepe with eight or nine million. And from Dallas, they have no plan to accept eight or nine million euro for, for Ricardo Pepe. They want way more than this. And this is why it's going quiet right now. And I think in a few weeks, the situation will be open for these clubs to jump into the race and maybe complete the negotiation. Let's see what happens as MLS wraps up and plenty of interest with some of their players, specifically USMNT talent. All right, uh, latest news. Obviously, we begin this show with Fab Romano. Let's talk about uh, the latest from Arsenal. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has been stripped of his captaincy, uh, issues of discipline, tardiness, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
Uh, and I'm wondering right now, Fabrizio Romano, you know, what his future with the club is specifically as this surely will affect, you know, him and, and the club, et cetera. And, and also Arsenal's own targets and trying to get a reliable number nine. Yes. Now for, for Arsenal will be an important, this is an important moment. It's an important story because as you mentioned, he's been stripped of this captaincy and this is something that is not new with Arsenal and it's not new to have problems with Obama Young. So the feeling is that this story will be at the end. If it's not in January, it's going to be in the summer. I'm curious to see what happens right now because, okay, we can speak about transfers, but we have to remember that his salary is huge. So it's not going to be easy for many and many clubs to approach Arsenal and sign Obama Young if he's not changing his, his contract, his salary. So it's not going to be an easy negotiation. Let's see if Arsenal will be able to change this, this situation around Obama Young. But my feeling is no, only be, also because, you know, also before this Obama Young story, it was like three or four weeks ago, Arsenal started to work to find a new striker. January is what they wanted, but it's super complicated because January transfer window, as we know, is more about opportunities than big names. And so they were starting to search for a striker for next summer. Uh, last summer, they were trying for Lautaro Martinez, but Inter said no and the player said no. In the last months, they were having some approach for Dujan Vlaovic, but the player at the moment is not open to, to join Arsenal, so he's not advanced with the Fiorentina striker. Let's see what happens in the coming months. If Arsenal will be able to find a new striker for January or if they will for, will wait for the summer, but they want a new number nine. They want a new face for Arsenal project. And this is why I feel that at the end of the season, if not in January, they will find a solution for Aubameyang. Okay, because I'm imagining, aside from the fact that Arsenal are not happy with Aubameyang and, and, and rightly so, and obviously uh, Mikel Arteta trying to build a new culture, Aubameyang himself might not want to be in yes. this club anymore, which is, you know, something to watch out for. So that's a, a so January and the summer 2022 will be very, very big for Arsenal and the player himself as well. As you know, everything that's going on with him outside of the club, international speaking and, and his own ambitions as well. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure that it will be super important to understand the player position. Uh, they also have to clarify the situation of Lacazette. So for Arsenal, strikers will be a very important moment. Lacazette is out of contract in 2022 and Arteta said in very clear way in public that they want to discuss with him only at the end of the season. But the expectation is for Arsenal to sign a new striker. So they need to make a decision. They have many, many strikers. Also, young talents like Ketia, Balogun, they need to make a decision on these boys and not only on the big names. So I think for Arsenal, Arsenal is really complicated club to manage on these kind of things because they have many senior players, but also new, fresh, young players coming mm. from a fantastic academy. And so you need to make decisions on players. And this is what they're looking to do for next season, for season 2022-2023, with a new striker who will join the club. And the percent, if it's not in January, it's going to be next summer. Eyes on Arsenal then in 2022. Definitely a lot of movement expected. All right, well, let's focus now. Uh, this past Monday, the... Take two of the Champions League draw happened. The first one was just a dress rehearsal, uh, but the second one happened. And the second one gave us a pretty tasty fixture, Fabrizio Romano, Real Madrid against PSG. So many storylines here. Lionel Messi returning to face uh, Real Madrid at the Bernabeu at some point. Sergio Ramos uh, facing his former club. Kylian Mbappé perhaps facing the club that he might join later. So many storylines here in this game. I'm wondering in terms of January and if this fixture itself, and I guess what could happen after the fact, changes anything. Has PSG or Real Madrid changed anything in terms of their 2022 plans? 
I think it's going to change more than on transfers because I don't see Real Madrid signing players in January. It's part of their history. They they never do this kind of things and they focus on free agents like Antonio Rudiger. They did it with Dalaba last year. This year they're focusing on Rudiger. So they will look for free agents and Paris Saint-Germain, they need to qualify for players to leave the club more than on new signings. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to change the situation for Kylian Mbappé on a public side because as you can see in the last few weeks the situation is going quiet on the press about Mbappé we know and we always say that Real Madrid want to sign Mbappé and they're planning to sign Mbappé as free agent but at the same point Paris Saint-Germain are trying and will try to change his mind to sign a new contract so it's still an open situation but with Real Madrid pushing and pushing but now they're pushing behind the scenes because they know that Paris Saint-Germain could be furious if Real Madrid will go on public again with Florentino Perez, with Carlo Ancelotti, with Karim Benzema, speaking about Kylian Mbappé many, many times. So they want Real Madrid to respect them. This is what Paris Saint-Germain expects. And now imagine with this Champions League clash coming in, in February and March, they will ask for respect in every single possible way. And so I'm sure that it's going to be quiet around Mbappé for the coming weeks. Also, the player knows that creating problems now with the game in Champions League could be a problem for himself to, to have uh, some, some issue with, with Paris Saint-Germain. So I expect the situation to be really quiet around Mbappé right now. And then in the summer will be the big fight to see if it will be PSG with the contract extended or Real Madrid. But let me say that Kylian Mbappé is still tempted and tempted by Real Madrid. Interesting. But to your point, uh, got to keep quiet and just focus on the football and what happens on the pitch, which is obviously the most important thing for them. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Mina Raiola. If you don't know who Mina Raiola is, well, we're here to tell you. And Fabrizio is here to explain why his name is very, very important these days, specifically with some major, major players. Diego uh, Lasso. Fabrizio Romano, we'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The biggest events of the NWSL offseason are happening this week with the NWSL expansion draft and the NWSL college draft. The expansion draft welcomes two brand new clubs to the league. Coverage kicks off on Thursday, December 16th at 7 p.m. with the full two-hour event airing on CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports Network, Twitch, YouTube, and Paramount. Plus, the NWSL College Draft is just two days later on Saturday, December 18th, starting at 2 p.m. with live coverage on CBS Sports HQ. Listen to Attacking Third with Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman for full NWSL Draft previews with guest experts and live draft recaps following the coverage on HQ. Find Attacking Third on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or watch on YouTube.com forward slash Attacking Third. 
Welcome back, everybody, to our show with Fabricio Romano. Fab, let's talk about Mino Raiola. Before we get into him, let's say you love soccer, but you don't really know uh, who Mino Raiola is, which uh, you really should. Explain to us in layman terms how influential, how powerful is Mino Raiola? He's more than powerful. I think he's a genius, let me say, because he's doing things since many and many years with top players. and. People are criticizing him in European football, always attacking him, football fans and people around football. But he's always doing his best for players. So he doesn't care about the clubs. He only cares about his clients, his players. And this is why top players many times go with Mino Raiola. Together with Jorge Mendes and uh, with Jonathan Barnett, he's one of the three biggest agents in, in European football and world football because he is an incredible power He's very good with the strategies he does. For example, to take an example, Erling Goland joins Borussia Dortmund when he had the chance to go to Juventus or maybe Manchester United. And he says, let's go to Borussia Dortmund, but with a release clause of 80 million in two years. And now this clause that is going to be valid in summer 2022 looks like an incredible opportunity. It's like a candy shop now for Holland. <laughs> and it's like a candy shop for money too, because it's going to be huge money for Holland, for Mino Raiola and for Borussia Dortmund too. So it's been an incredible strategy. And he's very good with this, with the strategy he does for his clients. And this is why top players are with him. We can mention many that he had. For example, Pavel Nedved, and now he's working with Juventus as vice president. But he's been a key client of Mino Raiola. He won the Ballon d'Or. So you're talking about a legendary player, but he already has many players for the future. So he's doing an incredible job. But his mentality is always to fight with the clubs to have the best deal for his clients. And it's not always easy to find this kind of agents because... Many big agents we have in Europe are very good for the clubs and very good for the players. But he always he always wants the best for his clients. This is why he's different. Give me a, a give me a little list of who he represents. You mentioned Erling Haaland. Who else yes. does he represent? Uh, we can mention many. Paul Pogba. Also, we can mention Marco Verratti. We can mention Gianluigi Donnarumma. Uh, we have really many and many players. Zlatan like, Ibrahimovic, I Zlatan believe. Ibrahimovic, legendary, yes, of course, always been with him. Uh, also, players that will be for the future because it's very good to find players for the future. For example, mm. Xavi Simons, midfielder of Paris Saint-Germain, Mazraoui of Ajax, right back, interesting player. Stefan de Vrij, centre-back of Inter, who is doing great in Serie A since many, many years. He has many and many clients. We could spend the whole day mentioning yeah. players with him and they are all top players. Alessio Romagnoli is the captain of a Milan. So he has many and many players in Italy and not only in Italy, also in Dutch leagues. For example, Ryan Gravenberg, the midfielder of Ajax, who will be the next big thing coming from Dutch football. Many and many players, many and many talents. Well, the other part that you mentioned there, Fab, that I think is also really important to remember is he's very good at building relationships. And I think that's a very important thing for him uh, as he deals with clubs. And one particular relationship he has is with Juan Laporta, the Barcelona yes. president, and they had a meeting, and you have explained it already on your program and your shows. Here we go, and of course, Twitter. And uh, I would love to know, uh, and the audience, uh, tell us, uh, the Kego Lasso viewers and listeners as well, just uh, the, the meaning behind this meeting. Uh, I, I presume it was obviously, well, I don't presume, as you mentioned, it's Erling Haaland esque, right? A meeting regarding him, but possibly other players. Is that right? Yes. First of all, the relationship is the key word, as you mentioned, because the relationship between Juan Laporta, Barcelona president, and Mino Raiola is incredible. It was a meeting, a meeting that was planned, so it was not like casual because Laporta was in Italy for Pedri and for him receiving the, 
the golden boot, uh, the golden boot yesterday. Sorry, the golden, the golden boot. boot. Yes, it was too many golden in the last I month. Know. So yes. many golden things. Yes, yes, and, and always to Pedri, so it's not easy to <laughs> to pick That's the right true. one. That's true. And so he he did great, and so he was together with him in, in Torino. But the meeting was planned since since week since one week. So this is why it was absolutely not casual. There was with him also Matteo Alemani, sport director of Barcelona, and Jordi Cruyff. So the whole Barcelona board together with Laporta meeting with with Minoraiola relationship is amazing also because if you remember in the first era of Juan Laporta as Barcelona president they did many deals together for example Zlatan Ibrahimovic to Barcelona also Maxwell the Brazilian left back mm-hmm. who joined Barcelona he was a former client of of Minoraiola so this is why the relationship is amazing they were talking about first of all nothing advanced yet so it was not the opportunity to make proposals or this kind of things it was just because of the relationship but asking about Erling Golan's situation it doesn't mean that Barcelona will be able to sign him I want to be clear on this point because we know that Barcelona are in trouble on financial situation so let's see next summer how will be the situation if they will be able to sell players if they will be able to fix this situation but they dream of Erling Golan there's many other clubs and so they asking about him uh, Mazraoui right back of Ajax out of contract in June 2022 could be a possibility so they discussed about it. Xavi Simons, we mentioned him before, playing for Paris Saint-Germain, super talent, born in La Masia because he's coming from Barcelona mm. Academy. And so they know him so well in, in Barca. Uh, and Mino Ayala has no plan to sign a new contract with Paris Saint-Germain for Xavi Simons if they don't guarantee to him that he will be part of the first team. And so this is why many clubs are interested in Barcelona are also keeping information about Xavi Simons. So the relationship is super, and this is why they will be open to do some deals together. But at the moment, it's just about asking for information. For example, also about Paul Pogba, out of contract in June with Man United. He has a proposal to extend, but he's not decided yet what he wants to do. And so let's see what Barca will be able to do in maybe March, April, May, because as of now, they are not able to afford players like Oland or Pogba. But let's yeah. see in the summer. Well, that was where I was going there because obviously it was an information-centric meeting. I, I, I remember, I do want to go back to Erlen Haaland. Is there any way at all, any way at all, that you see Erlen Haaland in Barcelona? You know, I can tell you that as of now, in December, no, because they are in trouble on financial side. But Mino Raiola always made relationships, always made relationships with the key of his football strategy mm. and so he always bring his best players to clubs where he has the best relationship it happened with Pogba with Man United because you remember at the point the relationship with Man United was amazing when they signed when they signed Pogba uh, the same happened with the league with Juventus Matthijs the league is one of the clients of, of Mino Raiola the relationship with PSG is amazing and Donnarumma is playing for PSG so you know it's always about the relationship so I want to say as of now no because of the financial situation but if Barca will be able in seven months and eight months to fix the situation and to pay for Erling Haaland I'm sure that they will be in the race together with other clubs because it's going to be a super open race and yeah. nothing will be decided now in December or in January yeah? it will take time so Holland will not decide his next club right now yeah, so these are just the steps that are being built in order to, you know, clubs to get information, people that, are, as you mentioned, that know Mino Raiola very well, and Mino Raiola assessing his options. I mean, he already did it uh, even months ago, you know, just step by step, et cetera, which yes. is what you're working on towards, you know, just the way that his mind and the way that he works uh, for his clients and, and where his clients can go. Super interesting. Uh, just uh, finally, um, uh, Fab, uh, another client, uh, I just wanted to ask about Slatan because, uh, you know, I'm wondering, you know, AC Milan, as they continue to fight Scudetto, but they're not in European competition. Um, is there any chance of him 
leaving AC Milan at the end of uh, next year, ne at the end of the season. Does Mino Raiola, is he thinking about Zlatan's future uh, even now in December? No, there is no way for Zlatan to leave AC Milan. Zlatan wants to stay and AC Milan want to extend the contract of Zlatan for one more season till 2023. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you that Zlatan will extend his contract with AC Milan in the coming months. Not now, but in the coming months, maybe February, March. Why they're waiting? Because Zlatan is 40. And so you know that injuries could always be a problem when you have this kind of age and you're playing football at top level, professional level. So Zlatan is still making a difference, but injuries are something that have to be monitored every single day. So if maybe... We hope not, of course, but if in February, in March, in April, the situation will be different on injury side, they will decide together what is best to do with Zlatan. But if Zlatan will be fit and ready to continue, Zlatan will 100% sign a new deal with Asimila. Love it, love it. Fabrizio Romano, always here with the information. Before we say goodbye to you, anything that you're working on this week, my friend? I will focus on Tony Rudiger because his contract with LC seems to be a dangerous situation. They still don't have an agreement. They're negotiating since three months. We spoke about it many times here, but still no agreement. What Chelsea are offering is something that is not making happy Tony Rudiger. And this is why Real Madrid are pushing more than Bayern in this moment to sign him as free agent. He's not agreed yet. He's still at early stages, so we will see what happens. But Real Madrid have a serious interest in Tony Rudiger and Chelsea at the moment are not paying what he wants. So let's see what happens. Interesting as Real Madrid continue to build after Sergio Ramos's exit. Fabrizio Romano, always a pleasure to have you, my friend. Fabrizio Romano on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow all his content on CBS Sports. Fab, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, my friend, as always. See you soon uh, here on Kegolasso. Always a super pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody, for following us on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso, CBS Sports, and your CBS Sports app. Have a great Great rest of your week.